Hey, I'm pleased to welcome Mike Civic back to the 630 Chet Airwaves. Uh, worked, well, if you factor in the uh, playoffs, almost 2,000 NHL games. Retired about three years ago. Mike, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, especially on, on a Saturday night. Hopefully you're camped out in front of the tube uh, watching some hockey, which, which, which has a question popping into my mind. When you're <laughs> sitting there watching an NHL game now, can you just watch it, or are you watching the linesmen and the referees and thinking about what they're thinking? I'm still, uh, I like to say I'm watching it as a fan, but I'm still watching it like I'm still working. And do you find yourself being uh, critical, being supportive in your thoughts, or what goes through your mind? <laughs> I would say a little bit of both. You know, uh, with uh, you know a position that I have with uh, with the HSL right now, I'm yeah, uh, you know, try to watch the referees and linesmen because the, you know the the game is way faster now even than when I left the ice. Um, just to see if there's certain guys that have a uh, I call it a swoosh, you know, down in the corner. If you're a referee, uh, worst worst thing um, an official can do in today's game is is to be caught standing still, whether you're a referee or a linesman. So, you know, we we try to teach them to keep your feet moving because uh, if you keep your feet moving, you at least have an opportunity to create space away from either the puck or the players that are coming at you. If if you're standing still, you're you know they're on top of you even 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 before you think about moving. So. Um, but, you know, there's the odd time I'm like, I, I always said I'd never be like my dad yelling at the TV and watching a hockey game, but there I am yelling at the TV, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you brought up the speed of the game, though, because, I, I mean, sure, we have the McDavid's and, you know, Dylan Larkins of the world and all these uh, fast players, but I, I think generally overall the speed of the game has improved. So you sort of touched on, the officials, the officials got to adapt to that. I mean, that must be an ongoing um, sort of journey for the guys wearing the stripes too, is to deal with the speed of all these players. Yeah, well, I mean, even in minor hockey, read like the, the the speed of some of these young kids now. But like compared to when I think back when I first started refereeing, you know, bantam and, and midget hockey, it's it's incredible. And even at that level, you know, the the, the thing that uh, Norm and I, Norm the referee and chief and I, uh, are always talking to our officials about is you got to be you got to be moving you got to be skating you can't you can't be caught standing still even as a linesman even though you know you, you, technically you're supposed to be skating blue line to blue line um if you're if you stand still uh you, you're just you're just uh, an accident waiting for a place to happen you got you got to be moving that way you know if you have to bump up inside the blue line to get out of the way bump up you know up towards the red line to get out of the way uh, you can't do that when you're standing still. You just you handcuff yourself to your options, and you know it's usually two options: either getting run over or getting hit with a puck. Okay, I got to ask you about something here. And you and I got, had a chance to talk uh, briefly yesterday, and you brought up uh, obscure rules or an obscure situation, and, I, <laughs> and you told me about it. And I had because you were like, "Okay, what do you think the rule is?" And I was like, "I have no idea. I think that's fine." And you were like, "No, no, no, no." Okay, so tell tell everybody what happened here. Okay, well, and here's here's the funny thing. I was kind of half half right, and you were half right. Okay. I went back, and um, last year's rule book, you uh, once a goalie has been pulled for an extra attacker, the only way you can come back on the ice is after a stoppage of play. The NHL has now changed that rule this year. 
that you can actually change the goalies on the fly other than in overtime in the regular season. Really? Yep. <laughs> so I was half right and I was half wrong. Okay. The other night when I was watching Toronto do it, I was going like, that's illegal. And I, I, and I you know, picked up the wrong rule book, and sure enough, it uh, confirmed that uh, I was right, but I was a year behind. Okay, so if a goalie, and so who did the Leafs, which Leafs game was this? Uh, it was the uh, against Ottawa. Okay, so they pulled the goalie, and then he came back in while the play was still going on. Yeah. Okay, and, and this year is the first year that's been legal. Yeah, oh, other wow. than you can't, do, you can't do it in overtime. Okay. <laughs> that's amazing. So what, okay, so the old rule, what, should have it been a penalty, a stoppage, or what? How should yeah, it, it would have been a penalty for illegal substitution. Oh, an actual penalty, eh? Yeah. Okay. See, I I can't even like how often does that happen in a game where you try to put the goalie back in while the puck's in play? Well, I, you know, I've, I I can honestly say I've never seen it in all the years that I've officiated. But uh, talking on uh, a, a Zoom call with uh, our officials on uh, Wednesday nights just to keep uh, up to speed and keep them engaged in you know whether we're going to get get back on the ice here shortly or not. Um, one of our officials who is actually a head coach in our league in a different division um, stated on the call he's actually done it a couple of times. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, coaches find a way to use the rules to their advantage always somehow, and then you got to change them again. Uh, Mike Civic joining us on the Face Off Show, longtime uh, NHL linesman uh, who retired a few years ago after uh, close to 2,000 games in the NHL. I, and I, I, you know, you and I, you know, we we stay in touch, and, and you come on 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 a show like this with me usually a couple times a year. So I know you you had some knee issues to get taken care of. How are you feeling? And maybe give people a sense of how a linesman body his body can get beat up over the course of a career. We know what happens to the players. What happens to the linesman? Oh, we get beat up just as much. I, uh, I've I've had. Uh this past uh well between march and uh and uh, may I, I had both of my knees done um basically just cleanups to try to get the arthritis and uh all that kind of stuff out of there so um i can at least get back and and try to play some hockey and and skate um i still i'm waiting to have a uh, complete uh, repair of an ACL that was torn back in 2014 uh, that uh, we decided um, I was going to wait wait until I retired to get that repaired uh, because I was so close to retiring that I didn't want to lose a year of uh, working games just to, just to rehab to come back and only work a year. So I'm waiting on that. I, you know, I had the serious hand injury where I had uh, Gr- Stu Grimson skate come across and cut my hand and severed a bunch of tendons. So, I, you know, I've had that. Um, probably when I'm 60-plus, uh, I'll have two knee replacements uh, on the go. Uh, looking at now, and I don't know if it's because of my uh, knees being fixed and I'm, uh, you know, walking a little straighter and, and better uh, I'm starting to have a, a, a hip issue so <laughs> it's between that and a couple of concussions and uh, you know now I'm dealing with uh, 
some hand issues and uh the the doctors come to me and said you know it's it's kind of similar to carpal tunnel syndrome it's probably because of all the time i spent in the gym and breaking up fights and pushing hands and dropping pucks and and all this kind of stuff it's you know just overuse and uh as as we get older the things don't uh don't want to work as they did when they were brand new so it's uh we get beat up, but, uh, you know, I, I, if I had the opportunity to go back and do it again, I'd absolutely go back and do it again without any hesitation. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Civic, former NHL linesman, joining us on the uh, Face-Off show tonight, Oilers and Jets, coming up at 8. Couple, couple more for you, and I do want to ask about what you're involved in now. You touched on it a little bit, but we got to go down memory lane uh, a little bit. A lot of career highlights for you, obviously. The 2002 Winter Olympics, you got to work the gold medal game when Canada broke its uh, 50-year drought without winning an Olympic championship. Tell me about uh, getting selected for the game, first of all. How far in advance did you know, and how did you find out? Well, we, uh, you know, we showed up and, uh, you know, we, we knew it uh, you know, when uh, the, the tournament was going on that uh, when it came to the medal games, it was going to be all NHL guys. So, you know, we just ended up having to, you, you go out and you work your hardest because uh, each game you're being supervised not only by the National Hockey League, but by the, I, by the IHF guys and stuff like this. So you you actually have a pool of uh supervisors that you've got to impress to kind of move into a medal game and uh you just went out and you we got our games two days in advance so you knew that uh, uh on a monday you were going to work wednesday so you knew you had tuesday off but you were going to go to the game because you were either um going to sit beside the video or not the video gold judges but back then when we had gold judges that actually sat uh sat uh, on the ice uh, ice surface right behind the net uh, you'd, you'd be in that proximity to them there. Um, you just went and worked your games, and uh, we had a day off, and uh, we were trying to figure out uh, where the uh, where the assignments were going to go. And uh, Bill McCreary and I were sitting there having probably some beers in Stephen Watkins' room uh, with a bunch of uh, not only uh, the male officials but the female officials that were working. Uh, their games and uh we got back to our room and there was a piece of paper slid under the door and uh it just said uh i can't remember if it was i think it was a saturday that we worked the game uh saturday i think it was a one o'clock start or something like this uh you were working that game and uh, it had uh, myself bill mccrary and uh i believe it was a uh a, 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 the other linesman was finished a note slid under the door. That's how you, usually you find out something's bad happening, not something good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know that's it was all a big secret. You know they they couldn't tell you in person. It was always uh, under the door, and it was usually after about eleven or eleven thirty at nighttime because they'd finish the game and then they'd go to their debrief meeting with the NHL supervisor who happened to be working that game and the IHF supervisor, and they talked about what they liked, what they didn't like, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then they would kind of just rate you and go on to the next day. So, <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, that's that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Hey, before we let you go, you mentioned your involvement in the Hockey Super League. Tell us, uh, just give people the Coles notes on, on the HSL and uh, try getting back to playing here. I mean, obviously, there's uh, a lot of minor hockey's trying to finish the season. 
Yeah, well, we're waiting on Monday's announcement, and hopefully if uh, things go well and the uh, government opens uh, opens it up for the kids to get back playing competitive games, we've got a schedule going from uh, April till mid-June, uh, getting, uh, getting the kids back playing. All our divisions, I believe, from uh, the nine-year-olds to uh, U-17. Um, we've got 121 officials. Our youngest is 10. And our oldest would be 60 plus, and we've got uh, we, you know we're 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 pretty lucky that we've got uh, some uh, husband wife tandems that work for us. We have a bunch of families, so we have the the dad, the two the two sons and the daughter. We have uh, a sister brother. Um, it's uh, we even have a uh, a father son uh, duel, and the, the father's actually also. Again, he's he's one of the coaches in our in our league in a different division, so we're uh, we're 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 tempered in excitement that we're going to be able to get back on the ice. You know, we started the season, we got in uh, somewhere around 80 games before everything shut down, and uh, we're hoping that we can get back on and uh, give the kids some semblance of a season and. Uh, you know, get them all prepared for ne- for next season and uh, see see where it goes. But you know, we're all you know, not only from the uh, management side on the players, but even from the officiating the officiating side, we're all about you know developing not only good people but developing officials and you know whether it's the the ten year old if he has any aspirations to go professional or you know a forty or fifty year old that just wants to be the best that they can be in whatever division that they're working in. Um, we're lucky that uh, we have good buy-in from all our officials that when, you know, when we're talking about mentoring and, and supervision that, uh, they're open to all this stuff and they just, they just want to get better. And they, you know, they're in it for the same reason that Norm and I are, you know, we, it's, it's all about giving the kids the best that they can have every, every day. Cause that's what they do when they go hit the ice. They try to give their best every day. So if our officials can do that, it makes for, it makes for some pretty, pretty, good competitive hockey well said mike and good for you for being involved with that and bringing along the next generation of officials it's always fun to catch up with you thanks for uh coming on the city fort face-off show and of course enjoy the game tonight mike we'll talk to you soon you bet reed thanks for having me again that is mike civic on the show this evening close to 2000 nhl games uh he retired uh, back in 2016 january 2016 was his final game Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.